Welcome to another episode of Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Solomon Timothy. And I am Taylor Rowe. Today's episode, we talked about backlinks, sort of the elusive buzzword in the marketing or in the SEO space out there today. Everybody wants to know about backlinks. What are they? How do they affect me? What kind of backlinks should I get? Which strategy should I pay for them? Do I need you know, a high volume of backlinks? Do I need to just focus on high domain authority or whatever that may be? So we really just trying to simplify it today and look at the very basics of backlinking. What is a backlink and how it affects your website? So hope you enjoyed this episode of SEO Backlinks 101. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We get a lot of questions surrounding SEO specifically, a lot of feedback from our previous podcast, SEO 101, and some of the other ones that we talked about, specifically talking about backlinks. I think just kind of the the curiosity behind the, the term backlink, it seems very behind the scenes, like you need to be a developer or a coder or something. It's kind of foreign to a lot of people. So we wanted to create this podcast to dive a little bit more into really what is a backlink? What is link building? How do you go about getting backlinks, all those sorts of things. So I think I'll start by just kind of explaining that as we discussed in the SEO 101 podcast, SEO and and really Google kind of breaks down their overall algorithm into those three main categories that we talked about, the on-site, as well as the technical things like user experience, load speed, those sorts of things, all the way to the off-site, which is your backlinks or the overall authority of your website. So a backlink is exactly what it sounds like. It is another website that is linking back to your website or linking to you, pointing to you as a point of reference. If you look in your Google Search Console or Google Webmaster Tools, uh, it will show up as an inbound link. Now, there's a lot of different tools that you can use to check your backlinks, check your competitors' backlinks. They're all going to be a little bit different. Some links will show up on some tools, some will show up on others, some will show up on Google that don't show up on those and vice versa. So you kind of have to look at all of the data and, and make your decision. But essentially, if another website is linking to you, it counts. Now, what is the magnitude? How does it count? How does it benefit you? That's what we're going to jump into today. So again, just to reiterate a backlink, you've seen it, you've been to a website and you click on a website URL or piece of text uh, that takes you to another website, that is a backlink. So over the years, the way that Google has measured and sort of weighted SEO or backlinks uh, rather has changed Uh, the way that SEOs and marketing professionals have gone about getting backlinks has changed. Some of the old outdated strategies that used to be effective to essentially trick Google are now considered to be black hat SEO or black hat link building or backlinks. So everything that we're going to talk about today is completely uh, white hat and you know on the up and up, right? When we're talking about driving an SEO strategy, driving growth for our clients, we always want to put them in a position that they're set up for long-term success and that there's you know little to no chance of them getting penalized by Google because of any kind of shady, deceptive practices. So when we talk about white hat backlinks, right, just to kind of preface all of that, Solomon, why are backlinks important when it comes to SEO? Right. Absolutely. Great question. So way, way, way back in Google, I think we maybe mentioned this in our first episode Mm -hmm. when Google just sort of came out, they had no idea how to 
organize the search results and they didn't know what was important, what wasn't. And one of the things that they used is other websites linking to particular property. And they use that as a means of saying, hey, this website should be of higher authority because mm -hmm. somebody's linking to it. And that strategy got caught on <laughs> as this industry evolved. And that's where the whole concept of backlinks came about. So they're using that as a signal of authority and it still goes on today, right? So if you have two identical websites, let's just say hypothetically, which is very hard to get, but same amount of content, same amount of longevity, it's been around. One has some links to it, highly competitive keyword. If one ranks and the other one doesn't, chances are there are some high quality links coming to that one that is ranking with all things being equal. And it's more and more evident the higher the competitiveness of the keyword, right? Sometimes you can just write a piece of content and you rank right away. Other times you write a piece of content, you don't rank right away. So you wonder, gee, what could be wrong? And oftentimes it has no authority. There's no links to it while other search results on that same page have lots and lots of links coming to it. So it uses it for that particular reason. And obviously we know that it drives traffic, right? Beyond just Google ranking it. If somebody naturally places a link on their website, people are going to click and want to learn more. Mm -hmm. You don't know how many times I've clicked and bought products because they happened to immediately link it right there. Yeah. Click here and buy this on Amazon. I'm like, great. Mm -hmm. I don't have to go search. It works. And so the reason why it's important is Google looks at where these links are coming from. You could talk about good neighborhoods and bad neighborhoods and so on. The, the Where the location of the link that's coming to is really important. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, did you get this link in the recent years? Or was it in you know mm -hmm. 2005? That's also really important. And most importantly, it's to give Google and users the ability to learn more about a subject matter. Mm -hmm. It should naturally link to things, not just to get some juice, but really like you know to help the reader out to learn more about a subject. I think today most bloggers just naturally put links to other people who have given really good yeah. research into a content, regardless of where it is. If it's a New York Times or Wikipedia or yeah. a YouTube video or a meme, you always link out. It's just how it become a norm. Mm -hmm. So to kind of summarize that, right? Why is backlink important when it when it comes to SEO? So you, you mentioned Google is looking at it as sort of a, a sign of authority, right? It's one of the, the factors that it looks in terms of ranking because they say, okay, this website gets links pointed to it from other relevant websites, right? And then you also mentioned just the, the idea that you can actually get traffic from that. So you you said somebody, you click on it and then you go purchase there. So you get traffic as well. And then what about the overall, just your, well, of course, we're proving our authority, but just our overall organic rankings and the fact or the factor that backlinks play in ranking for all these different keywords. Right. So if you're trying to optimize your website, part of that exercise requires building links to it because you want to be building authority, right? One of the things that you want to do is let's say you published a really nice piece of content and naturally the next step is to promote that content because mm -hmm. you don't want to just create content and just leave it on your website and, you know, how will anybody get there? Right. So as part of that process, you're promoting that and when you do get others to link to that article, that content piece starts to rank. So it is actually boosting your organic traffic as a result of yeah. getting these links to your website. Right. Um, so how so, would you go about actually getting more backlinks then? So like you said, okay, I've created content that I feel is valuable to an audience and I want to rank for this or I want to get backlinks to that. 
is there a website that I can go to and say, hey guys, I need backlinks. Link, link to me. <laughs> uh, are you do you purchase them? Right. Uh, what does that strategy look like for the average marketer and maybe a more sophisticated agency approach? Right. So there is no Amazon of backlinks, <laughs> unfortunately. And if there is someone out there selling backlinks, be weary of it. That's the first thing you don't want to do is make it something that you can purchase, right? Then everybody would have done it. So unfortunately, there is no shortcut to getting backlinks. So there's a couple of steps. You know, I go over this in our SEO 101 webinar or in-person seminars that we do. It's uh, I made it as simple as I can. And I hope that as a 101 podcast that this would be very useful. We're probably going to cover this in depth in future episodes. The, the first step that I used to like explain this to anyone who's new to SEO is you got to create what I call linkable assets. What are linkable assets? Well, these are anything that is worth linking to. So you can't expect others to link to you for no reason. Nobody wants, if you go out and talk to people and say, hey, would you send a link to my website? They'll say, why? There's Mm -hmm. nothing on there. Unless I say, well, you know, go to my friend's website. Here's the domain name. There's no reason to. But if you invest the time, just like what we do in SEO today is create amazing content, then there is a reason why somebody would naturally want to link to you or you can ask them to link to you and they might do it. Mm -hmm. It's mainly because of the creative work that you put behind it we mentioned infographics in previous podcasts. It could be a video, mm-hmm. a gallery. It could be just photos or whatever it is. It has to be something worthwhile for somebody to do it. It yeah. could be 101 ways to grow your business. You compiled all these different articles around the web. You've done all the hard work. So all somebody have to do is go to this page. Now they get their answer. That's a linkable yeah. asset, right? So, so before, yeah, before, it's like with <laughs> anything in business or life, the first step before you can ask for somebody, something in return is to create something of value. Correct. So your step one is before you go even think about getting a backlink, prepare something that's worth linking to. Correct. And it doesn't just have to be in the form of text and long form content, although that works really well. Mm-hmm. I want folks to be thinking creatively as if you didn't come from an SEO background. What can I put on there, right? You can actually make a list of events in your industry that's happening for the entire year. Mm-hmm. And everybody will go there and share it, right? Just like, wow, this I don't have to go to all these different websites to find sure. the latest events. It could be just spec sheets or something else that's, you know, you commonly go to, but you know, nobody's really put that time together in making it. So it's going to take a lot of time. It's your first step. And then sort of the second step is figure out who would find this information valuable. Now, I would probably want to work on a list of non-competitive websites because they may not link to you very directly, but other maybe associations or bloggers or anyone else who's linked to similar content would be your prospects, just like you would do in sales, who are my top targeted websites or or prospects that I'm going to sell to or pitch to. It's the same kind of list that you're generating for, you know, let's call it your hit list or whatever you want to call it, right? I've heard all kinds of names, but 100 or 50 or whatever many domain names And then you can go and research the person that is in charge of, you know, their content or editorial or anything like that. And then you would want to reach out to them. But that's your second sort of spot. Because every time you have content, you want to build a relationship with these people, they're likely to promote to you, right? So some of the things that you have to do is start tweeting their articles. 
so they know about you before you start sending you know emails to them very very just like bluntly saying hey would you link to me and you know this is where i think the world has really gone wrong into sort of this prospecting part Mm -hmm. a lot of times you know you get the same kind of thing that you get in sales where they don't personalize it yeah i have examples after examples i go over in our sort of webinars is you know it doesn't have your first name they don't address it properly how are you ever going to you know get anything from this person when you're just sort of spamming your way out and maybe you're listening to me and you've gotten those emails asking you to, you know, send links and you're not going to do any of that. You're going to delete that. Right. So there's no value and don't do that. That's sort of my golden rule. Don't do that. If you don't want to receive those kinds of emails, don't send those kinds of emails. And how do you feel about the idea that Google kind of puts out there of, you know, if you create valuable content, then people will naturally link to you. Yeah, I mean, you got to listen to everything Google says with a grain of salt. And in fact, Google will tell you don't work on your backlinks because right. it's not, you know, that's yeah. not what you should do. It's not important. Uh, and like I said, I, I know where Google stands and we being a practitioner, we have to respect that because they don't want anybody scheming mm-hmm. the system, which is what they're really after, right? They're really after getting rid of the spam of the internet. They don't want anybody trying to mechanically rank their site, mm-hmm. right? And, and oftentimes marketers are trying to figure out how can we rank for extremely competitive? So it it gets very, I guess it gets really, really scientific. The harder the keyword is, the more things you have to do sure. to get up there. But long story short, these three steps, linkable assets, creating a list of prospects, and number three would be to start outreaching to people mm-hmm. and completely custom emails, asking them, hey, I've seen you link to XYZ article or an asset. We've now written much more extensive about the same topic you know, Mm. would you be able to link to it? Another one is you have a link on your website, but it's actually broken. That page doesn't exist anymore. Would you mind? And you're able to find all sorts of information Mm. like this just by using some basic SEO tools or just Google in general, just search for the keyword and see who's ranking for it and where did it link to? So that would be one way to do it. Now, this is really hard. This is not easy. The outreach piece is probably the most time intensive, right? Is because like you said, it's essentially your cold emailing people trying to introduce yourself and quickly say, here's why my content and here's who I am, why you should care and why my content is valuable enough that you should go out of your way to link, you know, log into your website, into your WordPress and then find the article and link to me. So like you said, make that as easy as possible by outlining and say, look, you wrote this great blog about four ways to do this. I recently published a blog that I think is relevant to your audience based on this topic and I really expanded upon it. So I think if you would link from there to there, it would be beneficial to your audience, right? So you have to position it that way, but it's still not easy, right? So there are a lot of other ways, very basic ways, if we're talking about, you know, from a one-on-one perspective to get some quick wins, right? So let's talk a little bit about directory listings and social platforms and ways that you can just go ahead and create accounts yourself that would then get you some sort of a backlink back to your website, whether we talk about, you know, the type of backlink it is and how much it affects you or not. But aside from a website that you have to get someone's permission, there are also websites that you can create an accounting and get a link from, correct? Right. Absolutely. So there's a ton of domain names out there that you can just build, you know, or get essentially a link for your site. So first off, you can build all the social profiles and every single platform that's out there. Mm -hmm. They all have a 
crawlable link, highly valued, uh, just as you can get it from Facebook and Twitter, you can get it from Yelp and, right. you know, City yeah, so, Search. Yeah, and, we're talking about, exactly. So Facebook, oh, right. Twitter, LinkedIn, Yelp. Uh, I'll probably Google my business. One is Google yeah. my business, right? Because right. it is a Google property. So you're getting a link from Google, essentially, from property of Google. So all those different directories, whether you use them or not, Google uses them and crawls to understand what your business is about. Are you legitimate? What are your hours of operation? All those sorts of things and get those links back. So you mentioned city search, yellow pages, you know, all it's not that your clients are going to yellow pages anymore to find you, but that is a one of the directories that Google will crawl and will index. Correct. The second would be to just sort of reach out to your industry associations and so on that you belong yeah, to, it's a great even if it's a chamber of commerce, et cetera, where you are able to get a, your domain name listed and get a link back to it. Now, the more, I guess, the bigger the association is, the chances are the link is worth more. Mm-hmm. If you're a physician, there's lots of associations around that. If you're in home industry or anything like that, or contractor, there's a lot of association very specific to that. And even if it's just somewhat relevant, it's worth getting that. If it's a dot or anything, it would help you get a ton more link to your site. Now, if you sponsor an event, you know, ask them, hey, there's my logo there. Can you link that to my site? All these things give Google the signal that these links are relevant to your website and your industry. And that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing is, can you work on getting relevant links? Because you right. can always get irrelevant links. It doesn't do you anything. Do you want to get as relevant of a link as possible? Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified? Or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone. All right, businesses go through this when there is a lack of strategy sometimes. Uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation or sometimes you got all of those things right but it was just poor execution i'll tell you what head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms talk to one of our consultants that's all we do we talk to business owners day in and day out share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit right see if we can find you a solution to your growing pains you know our hope here at one ims and especially with this podcast is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right, so thank you for listening and let's get back to our topic for the day. Yeah, that's why I love that advice is because I think those are extremely relevant links. So when you look at that and just kind of recap, so we have national directories that are relevant because they talk about what your business does and who you are. And those are heavily weighted in Google's eyes because they're well-known, right? But they're not as relevant in some aspects as the ones that you're talking about, which would be local directories. So Chamber of Commerce, anything along those lines that are specific and very relevant to your local audience, especially if you have a local business or proximity-based business where it really matters where you're, you're located. And then industry directories, because you might actually get customers from those directories. Right. If somebody goes and looks and they're trying to find a type of company that can have you know these specifications or whatever, and they're looking in the industry directory and they could find you. So those are great examples. And then as you mentioned, they have a lot of sort of tangents that can be built off of that because let's say you are a part of that local chamber of commerce. So you get a backlink from there. 
And then the local chamber of commerce is now sponsoring, you know, a 5k or a golf outing or whatever. And they have another website or they have at least another page on that website. And you're a sponsor of that as well. There's always opportunities where you can get mentioned and get that local brand awareness, but also get that backlink. So you're kind of that two birds with one stone where you're setting yourself as a local brand and building that awareness, getting that traffic. And then you're also getting that authority or that link juice from, uh, from Google there. Chances are they're not going to link to you naturally. You're going to have to go out and say, hey, I need a link for this logo or whatnot because they don't know the importance of SEO or link building. Sure. So they're not going to yeah. do anything because they're just going to say, we just stick some logos mm-hmm. and that's it. Or they might have 10 logos on one image, mm-hmm. right? They just weren't thinking right. So long story short, the folks that are building these pages or whatnot are not going to know what you're looking for. I often recommend sort of our work shops and stuff to put it as part of your contract. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'll pay you a thousand dollars for this 5k run as long as there's a link to my website so that you can at least tell them, hey, it was part of our deal. Yep. The chances are nobody cares, right? So it's really important that you know that that's important from an SEO perspective because you are spending marketing dollars mm-hmm. getting brand awareness and so on. Why not use that for SEO as well? Mm-hmm. It's an important way of thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think let's take that one step further and just understanding some of the terminology behind that when there's different types of links, right? So the, the basic level, there's when you get a backlink, there's what's called a, a no-follow link or a do-follow link. And either way, whatever type of link it is, if the user actually clicks on that link, either way, you're going to follow that link. They're going to come to your website. But it's more about what's referred to as link juice is being passed or not being passed. So it's the way at which Google will count that as a backlink. It's, they're both backlinks, no follow, do follow. But a no follow link, essentially, Google acknowledges that that link exists, but you're not necessarily getting the credit or getting any authority from the website that's that's passing that to you. So that's kind of what that means. Some of the other you know terminology that that we wanted to review just to make sure everybody you know understood. So when you get a link from a website, there is something that's called anchor text, right, of that link. So explain to everybody what is anchor text, how can that be used or sort of manipulated in your favor, and what does that mean when it comes to SEO? Right, absolutely. So it's the text that underlined, right? Mm -hmm. So you click on that underline blue, let's just make it very simple, HTML's blue underline text, then you Mm -hmm. click on it just like the first page of Google, and that's the anchor text that we would essentially hyperlink. So So if it says, here's some great resources, click here. Correct. And click here is highlighted and click on it, click here, and it goes to the resources. Then that anchor text of that backlink is click Click here. here. And there's a a lot of, I guess people can't, you know, you don't want to have exact match anchor text. This is sort of the the argument. Um, And what essentially what the argument is, is that if you put the actual keyword you're trying to rank as every single one of the link that you're getting, chances are Google knows that you're trying to optimize for that keyword and it will penalize you for it because every single link that you're getting to your website has the exact match anchor text. So either it's way, a, it's a, not natural. A backlink uh, 201. Exactly. Course, so it's not... Everything about the anchor text. Right. Yeah. It's not natural. That's mm-hmm. what you need to understand that you can't have every one of the friends put you in their phone book as the same name right. because that's not what they're going to do. They're going to naturally put something that makes sense. It could be click here. It could be a domain name. Uh, it could be here. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. And that's what... 
ideally makes it look absolutely natural. Mm. Now that's a that's a whole another discussion about anger text variation and diversification and so on, which is where it gets really scientific mm. and probably confusing. The higher the the competitive nature of the keyword, you're probably going to end up using more exact match because again, right. it works. That's why Google tells you not to do it. Let me, be, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly the reason. It's like yeah. Google doesn't want you to do it because then then you're scheming the system. Right. So we talk about the idea of reaching out to somebody. Well, I guess let's start from the beginning, right? The most basic is you can get a, an, a link in a directory, local directory, national directory, uh, industry directory. Then you talked about the, the process that you would go through to actually create content that is valuable and then reach out to somebody who already has a website, an established website, and ask them to link from one of their existing articles to your article and get the backlink that way. Let's talk a little bit about the idea of a guest post because that's probably one of the most common ways that I see people getting backlinks is a guest blog or a guest post where the same sort of process might apply where you're coming up with a valuable idea and then you're finding websites that match that idea and then you're reaching out to them and saying, hey, I have something of value. But rather than then just linking from their existing content, you're actually asking them to publish your content on their website. So you're giving them really more value because there's content that can be ranked and indexed that they technically own, but you have more control of what that content is, where that link is, the anchor text like we're talking about, what page they're linking it to. So I think it's probably a more controlled way or maybe a little more advanced way of actually getting those links because, again, you're controlling all of the content, how many links from that if you get a link from someone else's website, they might link to 10 other pages. They might link to your competitors in that same article. But if you're controlling the content, maybe there's only two outgoing links and one of them is going to your website. Right. So, and guest posting is actually a really powerful method when done right. Like you said, I love doing it because I'm not looking again. For me, I look at it very differently. I, I just don't want to you know, say that SEO is the only thing that you want to do. You want to look at it because you're adding value and editors and webmasters out there are dying for content. If you're doing their work, they're going to love you for it, right? So if you can create content using their editorial guidelines, the length and the style and everything like that, and it's to their audience and you give them a finished piece and say, here you go, Bob, go ahead and post it if you like it, or let me make some tweaks. They love that because you're now doing their job because they're always hungry for more content and they'll tweet it, they'll share it. As long as it's educational, they have no problem as long as it fits within their guidelines. Now, like you said, you have a lot of flexibility into what you can do. You can figure out which page to link to, the one uh, resource you just created and so on. You really have a lot to do and chances are they're going to probably ask you to do it in the future again. So it gives you a lot. Right. right? It you gives, build that relationship. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And one other thing I want to make sure that we mentioned is I'm sure that as marketers and business owners are listening to this, their wheels are starting to turn a little bit about, okay, well, if I'm gaining benefit from all the people linking to me, what about if I write content and link to somebody else? Who does that benefit, right? So how do you feel about, one, the idea of trading links, right? So you say, yeah, I'll write a guest post on my website about you, but I want you to also link back to me. And at the same time, is there a downside to writing content and linking to somebody else? Are you losing the same amount of value that you would be gaining if somebody else links to you? Right. So this is where I don't want to confuse any of our audience. Mm -hmm. To simplify things, think of it as if it's adding value to the reader, go ahead and link out to them. 
let them get the juice or whatever you want to call it. It doesn't hurt you. You don't want to do no follow because, you know, you wouldn't want that done to you as well. Correct. But be careful as to where you link out to. The more links that you have on a page, it's diversified in a way that everybody gets less and less value of it. Yeah. So you ultimately want to get a link from a page with low outbound links. The right. fewest links that that page have going out has the highest amount of authority that you can get. So like I said, I love to do it in a way, like I said, if it's adding value and somebody worked their butt off creating a piece of content, I think they deserve that I, link. I agree. I think you look at it the same way that you're looking at, is a website valuable enough for me to get a backlink from? It's all about the context and the relevance, right? So who are you associating yourself with? So if you're only getting backlinks from companies, quality websites, and I'm only linking and associating myself with other quality websites, that is what is going to be beneficial. Not looking at all of the ins and outs of I have this many inbound versus outbound versus right. whatever. And so then the other aspect too that is sometimes overlooked is the actual internal linking, right? So right. that is also a link, right? So just like we're talking about Google's crawlers are following all of these links and just kind of understanding how everything is connected. So if the idea holds true that, hey, your website is relevant to my audience and you're already seen as an industry leader, and I want to be seen as an industry leader in this particular topic, you point to me and link to me with that anchor text that makes sense. You come to my website. So now I'm gaining a little bit of authority. Now I can also redirect some of that authority or some of my overall juice to other pages on my website that maybe are more beneficial in terms of sales or conversions uh, or just redirecting some of that traffic. So all of the things we're talking about, anchor text, um, authority, you know, all of that link juice. You can also do it within your own website. Right. And it's a great way to help Google understand how you're internally prioritizing your own pages and your own content. So internal links is probably the most underutilized so. SEO tool there is. Instead of worrying about getting links from all the places, you want to kind of route your own value that you built the authority to your own pages. So the, the strategy is you figure out the pages that you really are trying to rank, that you put all the effort, right? All the mm -hmm. content and everything else. And then you route the traffic, internal link traffic sort of to those few pages so that you can get as many internal links as possible to those few pages. You don't want to link to your contact page if you're not trying to rank the contact page. Let's put it that way, and which is what a lot of people do. They sort of diversify their links all over the place so nobody ever knows where to go. You want to send the crawler to the same place. If it speaks about this topic, you want to pick that one page that's going to be ranking for that topic. Yeah. It's the most, I guess, the most underutilized right. strategy exactly. and extremely effective. So what's the bottom line here? If you're, you know, if you're looking at backlinks, the one thing that we should take away from this podcast. Well, the concept of backlinks is not going away no matter what happens. Because like I said, as long as the web is around the way that Google crawls is one link to the other, to the other, to the other, right? There's always some, that's the path. It's the bridge between my side and your side, between my side and somebody else's side. It's not going away. Whether Google uses more of it or less of it, that's an algorithm thing that's bound to happen in the future. However, there will always be links. You always want to be creating valuable content so that others want to link to you, right? Google's going to continue to evolve this as much as possible. However, 
what holds true is that somebody's going to want to go to that page because it's going to help them get better at it. The more usable, the more useful you can create your website to be. Without you even trying, people will link to you. Sure. That's what you really want to go for. And I want to keep it simple and not complicated because, you know, once you get complicated, you lose the real truth. I think that is the takeaway for me, right? It's just keep, don't overthink it. If you have an opportunity to get a backlink from another website, get it focus on valuable content, focus on relevant content. Don't look into much into the metrics, this and that, just look at it. And like you said, is it realistic? Is it shady? Is it valuable to my audience? And ask for a backlink, get a backlink to your website and then look at the data, look how it affects your website, your users, all of that, and just continue to grow. I think what Google is looking for is relevant, but also real websites. They're looking to show, if you Google something, you search for something, the top results are typically in Google's eyes, the best possible option based on so many different factors that it's hard to wrap your head around. So if one of those is all the other websites that are linking to it, anything that is natural in in your eyes that you can say, yep, I think that's a good opportunity. Most likely it is because as long as you're not going out there and trying to fake it and pay for a thousand backlinks on, you know, some kind of spam website or something like that, if it happens naturally over time, from relevant websites, then it's going to be successful. Right. And I would say the the rule of thumb is quality over quantity mm-hmm. any day of the week. It's better that you don't have a bunch of spam links that you want to disavow than to have just a few links that you still have a lot of opportunity to build quality links over mm-hmm. time. So that's really it at the end of the day, you guys. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I appreciate the emails and the questions. We're probably going to go dig deeper into this link building oh, yeah. uh, topic. Still a lot because, more to uncover. Exactly. So we're going to unpack this in our future episodes as time fits. So thanks a lot for tuning in. Again, our email address is growthmarketers at oneims.com. And, uh, and you know, subscribe to it. Leave us a comment. Share this episode if it was useful for someone you might find it useful. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I'll see you next time.